This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Goals Classroom. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. Hey everyone, I'm Logan Faye and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast. Today I'm talking to Cece Cedar. Cece is a full-time special needs teacher who just launched her photography business and had a crazy successful launch. Today we are going to be talking about what she did to make her launch successful and her story is so inspiring. Something that I love about this interview is that Cece goes over her launch strategy and talks about specific things that contributed to a successful launch. And you guys, she lists off things that I had never thought of before. Let's launch, yes, I said that, into this interview with Cece. Hi, Cece. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Logan. I'm glad to be here. So the question that I have to ask every single time is, how did you get into photography? Well, I have always had a love for just capturing memories since I was really little. I love light as well. So, you know, sunrises, sunsets, seeing how the light, you know, hits different ways. Um, I've always had a big interest in that and thought it was beautiful. So I've kind of always been interested in it. But I, my first job was working at a portrait studio when I was 16. And I, you know, was responsible for taking all the photos, selling the photos at the end. But then I had this big lull where I didn't do photography for a really long time, except for, you know, as a hobbyist for families, for travel. I actually lived in Hong Kong for a year. So I took a lot of travel photos while I was there in different parts of Southeast Asia. So I've always done it. But, you know, this was my, you know, official launching off point to start the business. And it's gone really well. That is so exciting. And you also work full-time right now as well, correct? I do. I work full-time. I'm a special needs teacher and I work with students who have, who are working on emotional and behavioral regulation. So equipping them with those tools, but it's a very demanding job in addition to doing photography on the side. It is. I love when we have people on the podcast that are in that transition phase, because Mm -hmm. it's something that almost all photographers can relate to that they have made that transition sometime in their life where they go from deciding that this is going to be a full-time thing. So I'm excited for everyone to hear your story and kind of hear how you've like just kind of rocked it the last two months. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. I would say like the things that really, really helped, uh, especially with the launch is timing, you know, making sure you're launching your business at a time where, there's going to be demand, right? So if you launch at a time where people aren't looking for photos, you know, you're probably not going to have as much demand at that time. So thinking of, you know, the springtime, the fall, fall is when I launched, you know, thinking about Christmas cards coming up and, you know, people just tend to want family photos around fall time was just, uh, you know, some basic knowledge that I had. So, you know, just using or planning as far as time, like making sure you have that in you know, your back pocket first. And then I would say the next thing would be using your resources and considering them ahead of time. So go ahead and be thinking ahead of time, like, where am I going to advertise my business? Where am I going to, you know, what is my client base? Um, Who do I want to see this? And go ahead and have an idea of where you're going to share your business and how you're going to market yourself. And that's different for everyone, right? So, you know, everyone can give ideas, but you may have a unique 
you know, connection that I don't have, or, and someone else might have a connection that you don't have. So I would very much challenge everyone to, you know, think of their own network and what would really benefit them. And it's, you know, again, helpful to think of like, who is my ideal client? Like for me, I do families, newborns, occasionally a wedding, but mostly that is my bread and butter mini sessions. And so, you know, for me, that might be different. My client base is different from like a full-time wedding photographer, right? So make sure you're thinking about your audience. And another, a random thing that I used, I just got married in October and we moved into a neighborhood with an HOA and they have a Facebook group. So I utilized that and I actually got a lot of business from it. And I was able to host like a mini session in the neighborhood, which was kind of fun and really great. Like got in front of a lot of people. So yeah, I would say those things. I have more if you want me to keep going, but if you don't. Sure, we'll take some more. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right. So I would say another thing, and we'll talk more about this later, but starting at a lower price point to get in front of as many people as I could was a big thing. So, you know, in the beginning, like people don't know me. They haven't built a relationship with me for the most part. Like sometimes, you know, it was like a friend of a friend or an acquaintance, but typically it's people that haven't met you. So I think getting in front of people and being able to, you know, build that relationship and build that rapport is huge. Now, you know, you don't want to start too, too low to where, you know, when you start to raise your prices, it's too much of a gap, but I'll just go ahead and tell you guys, I started doing my mini sessions for $50, which is very low, but with the goal of going up to 200 and I've already been able to do that. So go more on that later, (laughs) but When you're starting your business, I would say like each event that you do, whether it's a mini session or a shoot, I would ask yourself, like, what is my goal for this? Like, what do I want to do something that's going to build my business long-term or do I just want to make a lot of money right now? Because usually in the beginning, you're wanting to build a client base, build that rapport. So in my notes I had, you know, you could either shoot two people for $200 each or shoot 15 people for $50 each. And I mean, you would definitely probably want to do the 15, right? Because you're going to get in front of 15 people. And if you build a great rapport with them, have a great impact and first impression, I mean, they are going to tell their friends and family about you, right? So then your sales have tripled, right? So I think definitely starting at a lower price point was huge for me. I know everybody has different opinions on that, but I have seen that it has not affected you know, my pricing now, even a month and a half later. The last three things I'll just go through really quick, but having a website prepared was huge for me. Just like having a space where people can go and kind of like see a professional view of, you know, who I am, some of my work, just a really simple website. I use Wix site and they make it very easy. I'm not a, you know, web designer developer, but they made it so easy and it looks professional. Um, And I think, you know, anything that's going to exude professionalism for your business from the first like interaction with your client, right? So, you know, making sure your communication is quick, making sure that you are clear, you're kind, all of those things. Creating a logo was a great little ad. I think it's kind of just pulled everything together for me and created a visual for my clients. When they see that picture, they're like, or um, the logo, they, you know, know it's me. So I think that's a little add on you could do, but could also wait on that, in my opinion. And then I put adapting because I think, you know, adapting just in any business is huge, right? That doesn't mean like changing your brand and changing who you are necessarily, but adapting to the needs of your community. So, like, if you, For example, when I advertised my mini sessions originally, I 
thought I was going to go around to like houses and do like Christmas shoots or something like that. And I didn't, I wasn't advertising them as many sessions in the beginning. And then there was so much interest. I was like, oh, the efficient way for me to do this would be to pick a location and have everyone come to me. So adapting for your needs and your clients' needs, I would say. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love that you thought about all of those things before you launched, because I feel like a lot of photographers will say, okay, I'm ready to launch my business. They'll launch. And then, then they think about all of those things, but Uh having all of those prepared beforehand and really setting up a successful launch and thinking about it as a launch instead of, oh, I'm just starting a business. I think it's a really important key to launching successfully. Yeah. I totally agree with you. 100%. So I know we've chatted about this behind the scenes, but tell our (laughs) listeners a little bit about how you managed to book 33 sessions in 30 days. So I would definitely say, you know, a lot of what I just said, a lot of those things, but I think, yeah, I mean, I know I keep going back to it, but the low price point in the beginning, you know, knowing that my goal was to get in front of as many people that I knew, you know, would likely be return customers, if I could make a good impression on them, provide, I knew I could provide quality work, right? So then, you know, you get that draw in and then you have this bigger audience, right? And they see your work, they see that you are really good at what you do and they are willing to pay higher prices and kind of follow you. Now, will you lose a couple here and there? Maybe, but you're going to gain a lot more as well. So I would say that was huge for me. I think as far as you know, kind of pulling in the fact that I'm working full time and doing that at the same time, I, you know, really had to create boundaries and like really figure out how I could maximize my time. Right. So that's where the mini sessions came in. So, you know, I work eight to four Monday through Friday. So how can I make this work for me? Mini sessions on the weekends. Right. So, and you know, that's great for my clients too. They can all come to one location. So it really is a win-win. So I would say mini sessions were huge as far as the success, because I could get a lot of people in a short amount of time. And again, you know, mini sessions, again, speak to getting in front of a lot of people. Yeah. So I think those things were huge, you know, in addition to all the other things that I mentioned. And I, I mean, I can't say it enough about communication, like communication is huge and making a good first impression from the start, but also giving yourself grace. If you make a mistake, right? Like be honest with your clients. Like if you make a mistake, just, you know, own up to it, like communicate with them. They know that you're just starting out, you know, and that's going to build that relationship a lot more than if you just ignore it and try to move on. So I would definitely say, you know, you don't have to be perfect, but you definitely want to you know, strive for excellence in your communication and just the way that you interact with your clients. Mm -hmm. I know some of our listeners are probably thinking $50. I would rather do a few sessions and make, you know, 200 or $400. Right. But I do want to say that when you are starting out, when you ask for pricing advice, a lot of photographers that are established are going to say, oh, well, you need to know your cost of doing business, which Mm -hmm. yes, eventually you do. Right. This is something that I see come up in photography groups a lot where people ask for pricing advice. They're like, well, what's your cost of doing business? And they kind of like jump at them, like figure it Mm -hmm. out. And that is great for once you're established. But when you're starting out, a model like this is great because you Mm -hmm. get in front of so many people, you get Mm -hmm. practice. And I cannot say how you know, how important it is to have all of that practice at every single session that I do still, I learn something. So Mm -hmm. doing 15 mini sessions and getting the experience from all of those, getting to learn how to interact with clients and whatnot, Mm -hmm. 
is yes, you're not making as much, but what you learn from that experience is going to be so much more than the extra money that you would have made if you would have started out charging $200. 100%. And I think like, you know, I'm thinking of how much I made and it was November 22nd was like my first actual shoot. And my last one for the year was on December 23rd. And I made like a little over three grand and just doing like a few mini sessions for my first month of business ever. Like that is great. And then I already have bookings for next year where, you know, the pricing is way more than that for individual sessions. It's so I really don't think it hurts you. I don't either, especially with like, if you are taking those clients then asking them to leave reviews, it builds your client base. It builds the like no trust factor. There's so many things that go into it where I know there are people listening to this right now thinking there's (laughs) no way I'm charging $50 when I'm just starting out, but there are so many benefits. Yes, there are benefits to charging more, but there are also Mm -hmm. benefits to charging a lower price point and, you know, building that client base. So I know you've kind of already answered this, but (laughs) do you think starting at a lower price point for minis will help you or hurt you in the future? Oh, 100% think it will help me obviously. But I think a little note that I also just thought of with shoot proof specifically is using your galleries to upsell as well. Mm -hmm. So giving, you know, the client like, okay, you're going to get five photos edited, but I'm going to give you a gallery of 25 photos that are edited and then, you know, charging them for those on the back end because then, you know, they've built the trust with you. You've taken great photos and they're willing to pay for more and spend more money because they're great, you know? So you're at least getting the money on the front end, but you also get money on the back end as well, which has been very, very helpful. And another reason that I love shoot proof so much, but yeah, it's so I, you know, I did, I started charging $50 for a 15 minute session and five edited photos. But again, a lot of those ended up being more lucrative because of the upsell. But, you know, also currently during this time period, my starting out prices for like private sessions were 150, they're 200 now. And some of them are even more for next year. I've, I booked a wedding yesterday. Like it is not hurting business at all. And again, I've only been offering this stuff for like five to six weeks ish. So yeah, I definitely think that it helps you a lot. I see photographers or I've heard of photographers having a really, really hard time getting started in the beginning. And I, because I did that the way that I did, I have, you know, consistently been booking things into the next year. So for me, I would say it definitely helped. And I think you really don't have much to lose either because, okay, what if you did that? Like, let's say you got in front of all those people and charged $50 and then you lost all of those people. Like you're still getting experience and you're not going to lose all the people. Like there are going to, if you know what you're doing and you're taking quality photos and building that rapport there, you're not going to lose them all. So yeah, I think it's great. I highly recommend. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you bring up selling with shoot proof. That is Mm -hmm. something that I do as well. And I did not know to do that when I first started out. So you are ahead of where I was (laughs) at that point. But if you are doing mini sessions or really any family session, instead of saying you get, you know, 10 plus photos, set a Mm -hmm. limit. Like you get 10 photos with this package and you can upgrade to the full gallery for an extra hundred dollars. Right. So make sure that you are taking advantage of that. And if you are not using something like shoot proof, definitely check it out. I use shoot proof as well and obviously love, (laughs) love it. So if you're not doing upselling, if you're not upselling your galleries, that is something that you really need to think about. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So what are your plans for pricing in the future? And have you had any clients not book you because your prices have gone up? I have only had one client that, well, sorry, I say a client. We, I have not taken pictures for her, but she reached out to me from, you know, word of mouth connection and wanted a mini session, which, you know, I had to explain to her what a mini session (laughs) actually is and that that's not me coming to her house and taking a few pictures for a low price. And, you know, so I guess I didn't lose a client. I just didn't gain that one. And that's okay because I, you know, a, raising your prices is a way of like honoring the fact that you're investing in your business. First of all, you're buying new equipment, you're spending money on education, on CRMs, on all kinds of tools, right? So as you're doing that, you should charge more. And, you know, people generally understand that, you know, and you can give them that why behind it. If you did have a client who was a $50 mini session client and they're like, wow, your prices have gone up. Like, we'll tell them why, you know what I mean? That's a very like valid reason, just like any other business. Right. But yeah, so I haven't lost any clients yet, but you know, I took a lot of fall Christmas and Christmas photos. So we'll see, you know, going into the spring, but that's another thing. A big, big thing is keeping track of all of your contacts because I have an email list now that I will be sending, you know, my mini sessions in the spring out to first. So that's a great little pull to have. And, you know, maybe I'll offer them a discount, maybe not, not quite sure how I'm going to do that yet, but, you know, keeping all that information is huge, but yeah, again, I cannot speak enough to the relational aspect, clients or uh, families, weddings, whatever it is, people are looking for an experience and a relationship, not just photos. The photos need to be great. Absolutely. And, you know, Obviously, we're striving for excellence in everything that we do, but I promise you that if you show up and you, you know, build that rapport, you care about the families, you talk to them, it's going to make a really big difference. Definitely. I feel like building rapport is such a big thing in the teacher world because I keep hearing Mm -hmm. you say build rapport. And that Mm -hmm. is something that was so important in education is to build rapport with the students and with, you know, their parents. And that's one thing Mm -hmm. from teaching that I have brought over to my photography business that I can tell that you can relate to as well. But building good rapport is so important. And I feel like that kind of, you know, having a good client experience gets Mm -hmm. talked about a lot in photography, but building rapport goes further than just a client experience. So I love that you keep bringing that up. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely have bridged a lot of things from teaching, which is so interesting how everything, like all the experiences you have, like weave together. I love that. Yeah. So I I know that we've talked about, before we started recording, we were talking about (laughs) mini sessions and you always get the client who asks for a mini session mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> because they really want a discount and they don't really understand what mini sessions are. And I know you just mentioned that you had one of these. So how do you go about handling clients that say, oh, I want a mini session. Can you come to my house? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yes. Yeah, so I definitely have had that happen to me just one time so far, but I'm sure it will happen a lot mm-hmm. um, in the future. <laughs> and I think sometimes it is a general, like, you know, they just, clients just don't understand they're not in the photography world. They don't understand what a mini session is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think giving them the benefit of the doubt and just communicating clearly, like that's actually not a mini session, but you know, I can totally come to your, do a private session for you at this price. This is the pricing for my private sessions. And, you know, also telling them like, if they wanted to wait until the spring, you'll be running mini sessions again, however you want to, you know, explain it. But again, I would say, 
just like kind and clear communication. And in my situation, the lady like never responded to me again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, if that's, and I think honestly, she was just looking for some quick Christmas card photos and that's where, you know, I set up a boundary and I'm like, what is my time worth here? And I'm going to, you know, protect the integrity of like my business and what I'm telling everyone else. Right. And not like, just go to her house to take a couple pictures and make a buck. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely give and take there as far as, you know, charging $50 for mini sessions where everyone's coming to you and going to everyone's house and taking a few photos for $50. Like that's a big difference there, you know? For sure. I love that you have set boundaries this early in your business because they are so important. What other things have you done to kind of stay sane while working (laughs) full-time and launching your business? Yeah. So I think again, boundaries, 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 learning to say no, which is something, you know, again, with how, you know, jobs and experience weave into each other. I think this is something that I've learned over time, but just, you know, again, being newly married, like I wanted to be able to spend time with my husband. We just bought a house, like, you know, taking inventory of the things in my life that are the most important and how I want to spend my time. And then, you know, being realistic about how much additional time I have outside of that to devote to photography. Right. And obviously that can grow along the way, but I think that was huge thinking about how much time I had obviously willing to push it a little bit. Right. Cause I want to work hard in the beginning to get in front of a lot of people, meet a lot of people and have a successful launch. But at the same time, you know, it's not going to be a win for anyone if I'm burnt out and you know, that rapport isn't there. I don't really want to be shooting because I'm exhausted. So I think it's different for everyone, but I think, yeah, taking a true inventory, being really honest with yourself, not saying yes to everything because that's not going to get you, you know, I mean, you're going to burn out if you say yes to everything, you have to spread it out and, you know, prioritize, but it's definitely a balance. And I think it's just so important to know yourself and your specific limitations and limitations isn't meant to be a restricting word. Everyone's different depending on job, family desires, like, you know, just how you feel if you're an introvert, an extrovert, all those things, right? And it doesn't mean that one person is going to be more successful than the other. You just have to figure out what works for you. And I wrote on my notes, don't look to others to define this for you. Decide for yourself. I think that's so, so, so important. It is so easy to look around. Obviously, you know, I think learning from other people is huge and, you know, having mentors is huge, but ultimately like, you know, taking inventory of you, yourself, your life, the things that are important to you and decide for yourself what you're willing to do, right? Your business doesn't have to look like somebody else's. So yeah, that's what I would say. (laughs) I love this. All of that is such good information. And I think it's so important to think through these things before, before I'll (laughs) say that again, before (laughs) Before. you launch your business. So thank you so much for joining us today. If our listeners want to find you on social media, where can we find you? They would find me on Instagram at CC Cedar Photo. So it's just two C's and then S E D E R Photo. P H O T O. We all know how to spell that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for joining me. You are so welcome. Thanks, Logan. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. I hope that you got some great takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your business. Make sure to visit colesclassroom.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about during this episode. 
If you liked this episode, head over to iTunes and tap that five-star button and leave us a review.